good morning to you all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to thank you for joining me this early morning of January 27, 2024. I want to thank you for joining me. My name is Gabriel Adebayo. And again, I'm going to continue the episode that I've been sharing with you, which is titled Prayer, Purpose for Prayer, and Reason for Prayers. Why do we pray? Who do we pray to? These are the questions that comes to me every time I, I talk about prayer. But remember last time I shared with you, last time we met, I shared with you why thankfulness is important in your prayer. Thankfulness is, is important in repair. Today I want to talk to you about intercession for someone else. Making intercession. Making intercession. Prayer is not only about you and for you. Intercessory prayer is basically praying for others. Remembering other people in your prayer without not letting them know, without informing them, without telling them, oh, wait, I've been praying for you. I'll pray for you. Uh -uh. That's not what intercessory prayer is for. Intercessory prayer is thing you do secretly. You don't even have to inform them. But the moment you are aware of their condition, it becomes your responsibility as a follower of Christ to pray for them. Intercessory prayer is praying for God's will to be done in the lives of other people without letting them know, without not letting them know. Asking God to let his will be done in the life of other people. Could be someone who is very sick, could be someone who is going for an interview, could be someone that is going to be married could be someone that is going to be traveling it now becomes your responsibility or even when you don't know anything about them just put them in prayer just ask God to pray to to, to, to stand up for them wherever they go in the book of Isaiah chapter 53 verse 12 the Bible says he himself bought the sin of many and intercede for the transgressors he bore sin and intercede for the transgressors meaning that he he took over our trouble. He took over our trouble. This was Jesus Christ. Isaiah was talking about Jesus Christ at the time. And so, if our Savior could do that, now you know that it becomes our own personal responsibility. We are obligated to do that so that others in return can pray for us. As a matter of fact, the heaven will rejoice when this is done over us. The book of Gospel of Luke chapter 22 verse 23 says, Jesus tell Peter, I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And back in the book of Luke, Gospel of Luke chapter 23 verse 34 on the cross, Jesus was praying for all this when he said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they're doing. So where in the Bible would you say that it is not written there to pray for other people? Because there are some people who are going to argue this blindly thinking that, oh, it is not biblical for you to pray for others. Why can't they pray for themselves? Well, this is what prayer meeting is for. 
when you pray for other people also bear in mind to teach them to encourage them also to pray for you in return begin to um to, uh, put them into practice like like in our prayer conference there's something that i just recently introduced and whenever people ask for prayer we ask them to pray first the little one i change it and i said okay they ask now because one of our pastors brought it as a concern that um, um, she doesn't feel right with it. So I said, okay, we'll, we'll think of other things that I will do. And I prayed, and the Holy Spirit says to me, when you ask them to pray, and when you pray for them, or when you pray with them, also ask them to pray for the church. So by practicing that openly, it will be part of their own prayer secretly. And that's what we do. The book of John chapter 14 verse 15 says, Jesus intercedes for us, asking the Father to send the Holy Spirit. Back in the book of John chapter 17 verse 19, he prayed for us, the church, in his high priestly prayer. This is the kind of uh, intercessory nature of prayer that you and I must know. I ask on their behalf, I do not ask on behalf of the world, but of those whom thou hast given me. This is the inter- this is what you call intercessory prayer. So when next you when next you remember someone who is in affliction or someone who is in sorrow, don't forget to call their name and pray for them. You are praying for them for God to promote them to do something greater in their life. Yeah, that's what intercessory prayer is for. Romans chapter 8 verse 34 tells us that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father making intercessory for us. And back in the book of Hebrews chapter 7 verse 25, hence also he is able to save forever those who draw near to God through him since he always lives to make intercessory for them. So Jesus prays, Jesus prayed intercessory prayers. He was ever praying for others. Understand the power of prayer. Paul wanted to be sure the Colossians could sense understood what it was they were to pray, they were to pray for. He wanted them to pray with a specific purpose. He wanted them to pray for him, asking God to open a door so that they could speak the gospel. You'll be surprised how many people pray for their pastor on uh, behind. You'll be surprised. The pastors who stand there day in, day out, only few might think it is important for them to pray for him, for knowledge, for wisdom, for understanding. And it is a must. It is a must. Because in return, I'm sure he also will be praying for them or should be praying for them. And this is what Paul wants to understand concerning the Colossian new converted Christians. He wanted them to pray with a specific purpose. He wanted them to pray for him, asking God to open a door so that they could speak the gospel. It was the gospel that Paul lived for. It was the preaching of the gospel that he had landed that had, that landed him in prison. It was this same preaching of the gospel that was ever on the forefront of Paul's mind. You see, Paul wanted God's kingdom to expand like Jesus. He was concerned about others, about their souls, their salvations, and their and their sanctification. It is instructive to note that Paul is not asking them to pray for his legal situation. Or that he will be released from prison 
He's asking them to pray that he will have the opportunity to lead someone to Christ, even while he was in prison. That's what you call intercessory prayer. Paul wanted their prayers to be in accordance with God's will, not simply after the greedy desires of someone living for this world. Because sometimes that's how we pray. We become so greedy with our prayer that we wanted wanted God to do this, to do that, to do that, to do this. Remember I told you in my former conversation that some people come to prayer with to-do list. God, this is all I want you to do. That's not prayer. That's not prayer. In your prayer, you must always be concerned. You must always be concerned with doing the will of God. And this is why our prayer should be directed at the expansion of His eternal, external, eternal kingdom rather than the expansion of our own pretty kingdoms. It should all be about God and none of you, none of me. If you are able to chronicle your prayers, knowing how much time you spend praying for different things, how much of your time would you spend praying for your family, for their health, for the health and well-being of your loved one, compared to how much time you were praying for the lost two, for the lost who are headed to hell? Intercessive prayer, ladies and gentlemen, regardless of how you look at it, changes things. Changes things. Howard Hendricks who for years taught at the Dallas Theological Seminary and pastor in the area shared this story. He said years ago in a church in Dallas, we were having trouble finding a teacher for a junior boys class. The list of prospects had only one name. And when they told me who it was, I said, you've got to be kidding me. But I couldn't have been more wrong about that young man. He took the class and revolutionized it. I was so impressed, I invited him to my home for lunch and asked him, the secret of his success. He pulled out a little black book. On each page, he had a small picture of one of the boys, and under the boy's name were comments like having trouble in arithmetic, or comments to church against parents, against parents' wishes, or would like to be missionary someday, but doesn't think he has what it takes. I pull over those pages every day, he said, and I can hardly wait to come to church each Sunday to see what God has been doing in their lives. You see, when you pray for others, when you pray for God's work to be done, for His will to be accomplished, God will begin to use you and grow you in the ways that will astonish those around you. And that's what many of us fail to understand. The God is looking for people who worship Him in spirit and in truth. <laughs> Sometimes I think we do not become what God wants us to become because we are too focused on ourselves and not on others. It is when we pray for others that we become more like Jesus. And as we become more like Jesus, God will grow us more, show us more, and use us more. Ladies and gentlemen, let me quickly submit to you, we must pray for others. We must pray for others. When next we meet, I'm gonna share with you certain things that we must do when we're praying. Until then, may God bless you, may God keep you. May God cause his face to shine upon you. Good morning.